0: Hello everyone and welcome back to the Cathedral of Sport podcast hosted by myself, Ash. Hope you all had a lovely Christmas, guys. I really do I had a lovely Christmas myself, I must admit, even though we are under severe restrictions here in Scotland and I suppose you guys are in the rest of the UK as well. Got a very special guest on for you tonight um, to finish off the year. Um, As said, very special guest. What if I told you that fans of the mighty Arsenal have gone and formed a breakaway club? Well, you guessed it, they have. So without further ado, I'd like to introduce onto the Cathedral of Sport podcast, John Miller of Dial Square FC. John, how are you, mate? Thanks for agreeing to come on the show tonight.
1: No problem at all, my arm very well. Merry Christmas to you. Uh,
0: Merry Christmas to you too. Um, I want to just go uh, on with the show, mate. Yeah, so you're a lifelong Arsenal fan. That's what was the right, tipping? Yeah. What was a tipping point when you and fellow fans decided enough was enough and wanted to form
1: ball <laughs> Square? Well, well, for me personally, th- there was a you know, there's been a lot of talk about disconnect between fans and clubs, not just at Arsenal, a few clubs. You know, I think you know, since the inception of Sky TV and the Premier League, disconnect um, between players yeah. and fans has felt like you know, fans have felt like they they don't feel part of the club anymore. You know. Um, but it, there was a lot of talk of it around Arsenal but, uh, for, for a few years, especially since the move from the Emirates. Um, but no one actually done anything about it. And then, you know, it, it, when, when when I heard Stuart was, Stuart Morgan, the chairman, was uh, forming Dahl Square, I jumped straight in. Um, so, you know, it's was just, for, for me, it's been a long time coming. It's, as I say, a, a li- I would say at least, Last five six years, especially it's been really like you know just felt not not going as much i've been i've been i since I was fifteen um forty two now season to get older since I was fifteen. I found I was getting less and less, and to be honest i wasn't overly bothered it just that that was that was really you know I just felt then I felt it wanted something different and that's what dial Square gave
0: yeah, um I totally agree with you, John, and this, as you said as well, it happening with other clubs, I said in the the interview i had with robin of ksk Beveren um, a couple of weeks ago it's a fan-owned club in belgium um they, yeah. i watched a youtube video of a liverpool fan and and he was saying how far removed the club has been since what it was uh started for so to speak celtic fans up here in scotland where i live are also saying exactly the same thing celtic football club was um, started for the poor of the community it's it's now a corporate machine and so far removed from what it was originally intended for. The last I grew up in the in the '90s, and you know I like to look look back at, with rose-tinted specs about football then. But the um, the bubble was starting to burst with with B Sky B, and and yeah, and, you know it was it was becoming a corporate monster back then. Man United were the first ones that were that were the real big ones, you know, a big monster machine, so to speak. But look, I mean. You've, you've formed a new club now. You've, you've broke away, which is a, a lot of people are turning to non-league. A lot of people are forming their own clubs and fan-owned mm-hmm. football and stuff like that. So what was it like,
1: if you don't mind me asking, financially to form a new mm-hmm. football club? Well, as I say, once, once we got the initial idea, and as I say, Stuart Morgan was the brains behind Dial Square, um, the initial, do thousands. I don't, I, don't, I don't think until people are actually involved in the setting up of a football club. On the football pyramid, if you like, and we've started right at the bottom. You know, we're talking thousands of pounds. One of the one of the accusations, if you like, of people who who have doubts, should I say, about Dial Square is that it's a money making scheme. I mean, the, the idea is ridiculous. It, it, it's literally ridiculous. I mean, as I say since I've become part of the board and since I've been quite heavily involved with it, you know, we pay everything out of our own pockets. Um, you know, you're talking from tra- kit to training pitches, fees, affili- affiliation fees, cost of the pitch where we play, um, everything, you know, it really is a big thing. We've, we're lucky. We're quite lucky in terms of our sponsor. Um, we're sponsored by a clothing manufacturer called Mayhol. They run out of Switzerland. They've been very good to us. Um, but yeah, it, it's a lot of money you know, it's, it's running into your thousands and that's, that's a, the bottom of the footballing ladder, if you like, where we are. It's football is expensive. And, um, yeah, I mean, that's, you know, that's why we're trying to bring the fan ownership into it. And that, you know, trying to get fans involved at a cost level to try and contribute. Cause as a club, we've kind of been hit by the fact that we can't charge on the gate. Um, because we've started at junior football level. um, we can't really charge we're at step five, which is a bit of a blow in terms of you know when you're setting up um so we're lucky that we've got quite a few fans now who've paid towards the membership scheme and blah 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 which we'll talk about later on um, but, but yeah it's the initial cost is a lot of money, thousands well i didn't you know
0: I didn't know that I thought it would just be a case of you know registering a team with the with the local FA Maybe a, a few a few outlays as you said, like um the rental of the pitch and stuff like that. But I didn't realise how much it it, it cost. I didn't realise it'd go into into four figures, you know. So yeah, well, I mean
1: must, sorry sorry mate to interrupt you. Um to to give you an example, we we for the level of football we're on, we train, okay? Which is um, we've tried to give the the team and the players the best facilities they can get. And for the level we're at it's we give them good facilities. I mean, just for instance, the training pitch is 175 quid for the hour every week out of our own pockets. Um, on top of you know, so the, the, these this money has to come somewhere. None of us are, we're just normal fans with normal jobs. It you know, it it, it adds up, you know, especially with with COVID break and 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 this and, and the stop start way of things. It's yeah, it does. People are done until you actually start looking at it in depth if you want to be given that your team the best platform the cost can go up it can yeah it can yeah it can really
0: add up yeah um it's not it's it's not good by the fa really i mean they should should encourage that sort of thing but you know money talks at the top doesn't it uh they get richer and and everyone else at the bottom has to pay out their own pocket you know i don't know when it's going to change i hope it changes quickly though um when it came to player recruitment how did you begin and see through that process, having to start from scratch. And you know, if you can just tell our listeners how you managed to obtain a ground to play at, and also what league you entered. I know you're at the bottom. You say you're at the bottom ladder of the of the English pyramid. So, what league are you
1: in? Right. Okay. We. we uh, this is another thing because we're actually currently we're based in Surrey. We play in the Guildford and Woking Alliance. Um, we started in Surrey. That wasn't the initial aim. We we want we wanted to initially get into London. Um, and that actually says to me oh, why can't you go to London? blah blah blah, trust me, we wanted to, and we will end up in London um that that there's no doubt, but it, again, until you start really looking at football clubs that you can use like realistically lo- use um most clubs in London now are at a decent step five level, which is what we're looking at in terms of ground share, are all taken there's two clubs at every single ground. I have run. I have run around. I've run around myself. I've run around most clubs, and they've got two grounds teams on my pitch. Um, so we were forced to go where you know, as I say, Stuart about Stuart from where he comes. He lives in uh, Camberley. So we played, and we ground share at the moment with Abbey Rangers Football Club. Yeah, they, they, they let us play on the three G pitch behind um, the 4G pitch. Should I say behind them, which is all floodlit and it's it's a lovely pitch for the standard that we're playing at. Um, we're very grateful to them. You know, good clubhouse and that for the fans. We've got, you know, good turnout. But in terms of players, um, we've had most probably the biggest issue with the football club we've had has been players, players. In terms of we had a management set up at the start, again, broken with COVID. We were supposed you know, we had months and months of not being able to get around. We've had, uh, we had a management, we had initial management set up three or four weeks before the season. We've had players come to us not like happy, blah blah blah. We because of what we wanted as a board, we wanted to give that we wanted to step away from like we were treading on people's toes. We wanted to help with the setup and let the management have full autonomy, if you like. But we've had such a turnaround of players. Um, up until recently, we've now got two new brand new managers in charge. If we can just talk about them quickly. We've got Andy Massiel and Paul Jones our new managers. Proper footballing men. You know when you just get a you get a sense when you're talking to someone that they know more about football than, than i you know them like, like myself they've are proper footballing men we how we've managed to back them they've bought into the Dial square project they've got a they believe in a a conveyor belt if you like from youth to adult football yeah they like, they like our project. i mean we i should think we've had from Set up. I should think we've had over sixty players signed on, and wow. for one, to, yeah. But we're talking. You know, we were promised our oh, list players good. This because we, as I say, we didn't want to interfere as a board. We never, and we don't want to interfere at all. We want to be more on the social media setup, getting more fans involved. We want to be on that setup and leave the actual playing squad down to the managers, which I think how it should be. I don't think, you know, I don't think as a board, you should be getting involved in, in player recruitment and that. But as I say, hopefully now we've got these two guys in charge, proper footballing men, and we're just going to leave it down to them. You know, we, we, we've we made mistakes. Don't get me wrong. We've made mistakes since the day we've set up. We, we, we don't, but it's a learning curve. Everything's a learning curve. You're not, you're not going to get everything spot on straight away. And I think everything is now set up at the club for when we restart football. Touch with it's soon. Um, Everything is now set up for we've these these lads who we've got should be managing at a higher level and could manage at a higher level, but they've bought into the project, which is ultimately I think what if if you're if you're a fan you like the idea of Dial Square you like the idea of Breaker you've got to buy into the project you know which is giving. Uh, getting a connection back. I that's why non league football yourself. You mean you know yourself, you've no doubt interviewed other clubs of fan owned clubs and stuff. It's it's fans want to feel part of the club. And I think yeah. I think ultimately that that is what these two managers have done. They've bought into the project, which is what I just keep reiterating all the time. And now hopefully we should see a more settled squad. Um and with that probably we you know results on the pitch. Yeah, definitely. Um there's always going to be
0: teething problems at the start with with anything. So as long as people can overcome that, you know, I'm, I'm sure it'll it'll be a success. I'm going to go back to a point that you made, an interesting point that you made about trying to find a ground in London. Now, when you said about all teams' ground sharing, it's funny, isn't it? I mean, because the first place that popped into my head when you said that would be somewhere like somewhere like Croydon Athletic would be perfect for you. Because I know you wear sort of dark red, like ne- near enough maroon colours. Um, and they've got, they've got maroon seating. But then I thought to myself as well, I thought to myself, well, Ballam are playing there as well. Not even there you could ground share. There's so many places. Um, I Honestly. think even, you know, Dulwich was sharing with Fisher. I know Fisher have got their own ground now. Um, yep. But yeah, I mean, a, a lot of clubs have got their own agendas as well. They don't, a lot of them are struggling, if they're struggling for money, they might not want a club that might potentially bring more support than they get on their gates. Do you know what I mean? Like there's a bit of
1: a, uh, exactly
0: you know, that. Yeah. So, um, to say like, I don't know, um, Bromley, I know Bromley are up there, get a couple of thousand, but, or Cray Wanderers or someone like that, get a couple of hundred, and you lot are bringing, what, one and a half thousand to your games. And you know, chairman might go, hang on a minute. Like, you know, I know they're giving us a fee for playing here, but still, you know, this is our grounds and it's, it's, it's a hard place for you to be in. It really is. But, um, hopefully you do get back into London. And I know, I know, I know how London non league football clubs operate. Um, so to speak, Have you tried Tootin in a Mitchum? I know
1: Tootin in Becker Becca playing there. Oh God! So you can't even go there. No, no. Honestly, honestly, when you like, you, you know, you obviously know you're non-league football. I can tell. I can tell already that you know you're non-league football in your clubs. But if you just even scratch the surface of ground sharing, it's it's really tough. I mean, people, people. Again, I think this was an accusation that was accused of. You know, it was thrown at us. Oh, you know, your planning Sorry, you're nothing to do. it. Honestly, we've got Arsenal at heart. This is, genuinely, it's not. We will be. In, we will end up in London, and we will end up a success. There's, there's too many good people behind the scenes of this club. Not just me. There's a lot of good people behind this setup that we will be a success. But every everything that could go wrong in terms of COVID, in terms of stop start, in terms of wrong managerial appointments at start, um, everything that could go wrong has gone wrong but I try and focus on the positives in terms of if you're going to have teething problems, have it in a COVID season, if you know, get them out of the way, because obviously when football comes back full time, that's when to really hit it,
0: you know? Yeah, de- definitely. Um, I know it's, we're going for a, it's a shame we're going through a pandemic, but at least you're getting your problems out of the way. But um John, tell, tell our listeners about the structure of the club and how fans can become involved and what benefits they, uh, would a, a person get from being a co-owner, e.g. costs to get involved,
1: etc., and any benefits? All right, OK. Yeah, well, the, the way the fan ownership is structured at Dahl Square, we have three levels of um, fan ownership. Uh, these are rolling annual fees. This is what we're doing. It. It's ever-evolving. It's ever anybody can send in ideas i'll i'll send all, all the ways to contact us if you if you listen to this podcast and you and you want more ideas or you think you don't like the idea of that and you any we're open to anything you know we're we're constantly evolving we're a brand new club but currently as it stands we've got three levels of membership uh, we've got bronze silver gold quite easily um so it ranges from 60 pounds bronze membership for the year to 123 gold memberships. I I just went in straight, bought the gold. For that, you get a scarf, home shirt, season ticket for the games, which obviously, when we set this up, we were looking at charging. So the the games are free anyway, but you you get a token season ticket and stuff like that. And all the money literally just goes back into the club for the running of the club. It also gives you going forward from where we are now, I mean, decisions of the fans at the minute won't be massive, but when you get you get a voting right as well as a membership right, so everything that we're going to be voting on will be given mm-hmm. to the fans. For instance, next very soon we're going to be asking the fans if they want to go from maroon, as we are now, the original Arsenal colours, to red and white. Stuff like that. Um, also going to be voting on like your way kits when it comes to coming to London, um, north or south. You know, everything's going to be for the fans. So the fans ultimately will be democratic. So whatever they decide, we will go with, Um, you know, stuff's been talked about at the moment, whether it could be like a monthly, a monthly fee. Somebody said about, you know, a monthly fee instead, you know, a lower fee, but spread over the 12 months. You're paying like a subscription, if you like, um, for your fan membership, ever evolving. But I say currently as it stands, bronze, silver, gold, £60 for your bronze, £120 for the year for your gold. I say you get with that, you get a shirt, scarf, uh, membership pack, vote voting rights, and that's you know, that's what you get really. So, someone with don't mind me
0: asking this by the way, someone with bronze membership will get the same voting rights as someone with gold membership. It's only yes. like material things that you get more with a high membership, like a shirt and a scarf.
1: Yeah, I mean, as I say, because it was, yeah, exactly, that is it. You get exactly the same voting right. Um, that's what you got. We've got you know, we've got quite a few. You know, people who've signed up to it. We, what we found and more what I found personally is I've contacted a lot of mates who, you know, I've got quite a big social circle of Arsenal fans because I've been going for years. And once they've, a lot of people are intrigued by it, but if they, they tend to be more intrigued and they buy into it the minute they come to us. You know, that's that's what I would suggest to anyone listening to this now. If you're an Arsenal fan, you feel a bit disgruntled, and you know what? It's not, a lot of people, what gets thrown at us is, oh, it's yeah, been very successful. It's, it's nothing to do with results, literally nothing. I mean, I don't know if you've ever talked to anybody. Uh, you know, around the FC United project, the FC United and Man United were at their best. It, it's not. People seem to think it's results based. It really isn't. It's, it's got actually. In fact, if anything, it's that's the least worrying issue. If you, if you, if if that makes sense, you know, it's just come along. Come and watch Star Square if, you, if you're in doubt, and you will see that the club has got it's Arsenal car run by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans for for a little bit more community if you like.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, I have actually sp- I have actually spoken to FC United fans. Funny enough, I uh, I went to um a game, an FC United game, once to see what it was all about and check it out. And I got speaking to quite a few of them. Uh Yeah, yeah, good club, good people, um, proper football fans at heart who just had enough but a couple of them were saying as well that they go to Man United still as well so they can't just leave it. But I don't know. I don't know. I don't know about that. But they, they were good people anyway. Um, do, you, do you think fans, more fans of Premier League clubs will will follow suit and, and form their own alternatives due to the corporate greed getting worse year on
1: year? Uh, I think it's a given, mate. Uh, I can't. I'm not just off the top of my head now. You know, I, look at the, I look at the state of West Ham and Newcastle and their ownership Um. And the promises and the lies, you know. You've only really got to look at London Stadium and and the lies that West Ham fans were told. You've got to look at how disgruntled Geordies are. It, it, it's going to happen. It's going to snowball. It, it really, really is. And as I say to you at at, D- at D- Square, we haven't had the greatest results this season at all. You know, we've we've only actually managed to play seven games, we've only won one. Um, but the fans, the fans are still turning up. and you know, and and they've the lads we're getting we're on the pyramid of football. I think we're around step 13, step 14 of the pyramid. So we are right at the bottom. We're getting sixties between 60 and 80 fans, which is decent at that level. Very decent at that level. Um, I yeah. know there's
0: a, some Ryman league or it's not Ryman league. It's a Bostic league or something else now. I don't know what it is. Yeah. It changes every year. Um, yeah. there's some, there's some, I'm some, some clubs there that only get about 60, 70. Um, so yeah, that's, that's decent to start with. There's nothing wrong with that at all. I'm sure that'll grow. Um, yeah i mean as you're saying about um things snowballing as well going back to that point mm. I, I i keep saying to people in a guests that i have on and, and the football show we do and stuff like that i was like that the bubble will burst that this it, things can only get so big big before they explode and and things like i i use i use science as a as a strange method of my thinking um I, 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 like the star system, a star expands so big, then collapses in on itself. I think that I think that happens naturally in life as well. Especially with um, mega millions and billions of pounds and stuff. There's only so much you can buy. It
1: really is. And I mean, so yeah, I, I, I totally. I, Go on, John. I, I, I think that's a great analogy about the star. I mean, I, I'm, I'm looking now. You you know, you've got Sky, you've got BT, you've got Amazon Prime, you've got. Premier sports, you got, it, it, you know, we're, we're going for let's get people are suffering at the moment. You know, you're asking, it, I, know, I know that the government, I mean, I've got a friend who works as a Sky cameraman, and I know for a fact that the government are hell bent on keeping football on the telly because of morale very low in the country at the minute. Um, and I know he's having to he's at Newcastle today filming, um, you know, but it's like, like you're saying, people are losing their jobs and and it, it's tough out there. We're going for a pandemic, and like you're saying, the bubble has to burst. It, 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 it just has to. There's a, You can't keep telling people who are losing their job, Oh, just say this. It's all right. Okay, Amazon Prime, that's all right. It's seven, it's, seven, it's all right for me. You know, I, I'm okay at the is. I'm talking me personally here. Yeah. I can afford that 750 for Amazon. But, you know, some people on £75 a month. That's £75 a week. You know, they've lost their jobs through no fault of their own. It's, I totally agree with you. The bubble, if it's not already bursting... Because it doesn't seem like it is. Because it seems like it's mega money, and you know you get players on three hundred grand a week, and you know they won't even they won't even talk to the fans, or or they'll be very aloof when they're there, and they don't you know there's no connection there. At some stage, it's I think it's already bursting myself. Yeah, I I I do. I think it is. Um, my uh,
0: a friend of mine who's a coach at Walton Casuals Ladies. Um, he he's adamant that they're just not going to let um, fat, well, a minimal amount of fans in in the future, um, have virtual screens around the stadium and, and just beam things to people because they know they can that they get more money out of it. It's crazy. Uh, that's what he thinks anyway. But, um, look, John, um, how do you intend to grow the fan base in the future after COVID? How do you intend to reach out to those that are quite – you know, there's people out there they are really, really stubborn and um, they're not wanting to budge from paying extortionate prices. And I don't know why because – you know they're lured by the Champions League and the glitz and the glamour and the, the big stadiums and and stuff of like that. And you know and, and look, look how much people are paying even for the cheapest season ticket at the Emirates. It's 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 an absolute joke. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So how how do you intend to how do you intend to grow it, the fan base and and pull those people away?
1: I thought you know we've we've started to do we've started to appeal to a few. There's quite a few well supported Facebook groups. Um, that that follow Arsenal, Arsenal. You know, Arsenal, are a massive club, so the potential is definitely there. Um, you know, we put we put up a post about a month and a half actually on a, on our a Facebook fan page called Proper Arsenal. We've got about five between five and six thousand people on there. Um, it was very well received. You know, we've been uh, we've been taken on. Now we've got a regular column in one of the Arsenal fanzines, Gunflash. Yeah, um, we've got a regular column in there now talking about us. Um, Leith Hussein and uh, the Guna have said that once football's back up and running, they're going to come and do an issue on us. I just think it's getting our name out there and getting the naysayers just, just to if, if you don't, I'm not asking anybody to you if you're an Arsenal you haven't got a class, we're absolutely fine, no issue with that. But you know, don't it's you're always going to get people because they haven't thought it up, will will poo poo your idea if you like. You know, they will always, they'll always be naysayers of everything. But I think that the, the, if we get into a non-break of a season, Dal Square start going through the leagues, which, you know, and, and you can jump a few leagues. People think it's a it's a continual pyramid. It really isn't. You know, if we're, with the level we're at now, if we want promotion, potentially with the fan base we've got, we could jump two or three leagues. So, you know, by within, we've got five, you know, we've got a bit of a plan of how we, we plan. But I just think produce just start producing winning football on the pitch and I think and getting our name out there in every, everything we can. You know, we've been, we had a little article in 442 magazine. Um, we're getting, just getting our name out there really so as best we can and continually pushing the idea, if you like.
0: Yeah. Um, oh, you do do it. I mean, it's, as I said before, people are quite stubborn. So, but so, the, 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 yeah, I know. I, honestly, um, I've got, I can use an example here where I live. Um, there's, I live in Edinburgh, and there's Hearts and Hibs here. Right? I do go to Hearts games. I do admit, right? Uh, maybe I am part of the problem, but I also go to Edinburgh City games and part of the supporters club there, and I've been for a while and set up at Edinburgh City. Also go and watch a bit of non-league at Musselburgh as well, trying to grab people to <laughs> stop paying 28 quid, 28 quid at Hearts, right? Honestly, and oh, to, right. to go. To go and watch Edinburgh City for 12 quid, where the standards is not that much different, is so difficult. It is unreal. Cause people people are setting their ways. It's a generational thing, you know, as well. You know, people with their families, they, they're loyal to their families, think, oh, if I if I stop going to them and go to them and uh, what my, will what my dad think of me or what will my brother think of me or my cousins or whatever, or my mates. Or, do you know what I mean? There's, there's loads of other different factors as to
1: people. why, But I think people just need to have the balls just to just go and try it, you know? I think one of the one of the I was I was part of a WhatsApp group because where well, I come from, Stevenage in uh, North Arts and um, I was part of a, a WhatsApp group called Stevenage Arsenal, and it's quite it's quite a big catchment area for Arsenal fans around here. And I was part of that, and obviously I was just trying to punt the idea to them. And like I get I get questions like, "Well, you know, you're obviously anti-Arsenal." I was like, I couldn't be further from the truth. It, I, Arsenal will always be my team. That that will never change. You know, there's nothing anti Arsenal about Dal Square. You know, there, there just isn't. And that's, you know, it's trying to get, but sometimes it's like, you know yourself, you start talking to a brick wall. It's like you're saying, you're you talking about people who are so stubborn, it's family or something. My, oh, my dad took me to Arsenal. It doesn't mean that I can't see past the end of my nose and see what's happening in terms of the game. It's turgid. You know, it's, it's, it's the football at the top level now is not for the working classes. It just isn't. And, and, you know, by trying to offer a product where it's affordable, you can turn up on the day, you can bring the kids. It's got an Arsenal feel to it. So we're trying to create that family, in you know, that family kind of feel. And um, that's just trying to get that into drill it into people's heads that like we're not anti-Arsenal, but we're offering something different. Yeah. It's, it, uh-huh.
0: it is tough. it's very tough. Yeah, I totally, I totally get that, mate, honestly. How far, <laughs> realistically, do you want to see the club grow? Firstly, what are the short-term goals? Um, with Dial square and what the what are the aspirations long term as well
1: um well, you know we've got a five year 10, 20 year plan it's obviously it, it's it, it's not rigid but really five year plans get out of junior football then um that's our short-term game so you know get so we can get FA Cup and that kind of stuff um our 10-year plan really is being step three step four football. so like you're saying the Isthmian league that kind of level that's where we'd like to be in 10 years um, in 20 years we'd love to be we've had the plans in set 20 year plan which is quite long 20 years to have some kind of plan in place for our own ground and be conference that kind of level in 20 years that's where we'd like to be I, don't, I think that's quite realistic as you can say you know the non-league structure and you know that you can jump a few leagues um, we'd love you know any any anybody wants to come in with any kind of I say because Plans and that. We've got certain ideas and certain things, meetings being made with potential for, you know, grounds, this, that and the other. But it's all nothing set in standard. So with COVID, it kind of stops things. But so, yeah, short term, get out of junior football first in five years, which we'll be, which we will do. Um, then step three, step four in 10 years. And then 20 years, you know, be in London by that time as well. Maybe we Because when we're in, you know, when you look the Isthmian League, you have to go north and south, don't you? It's regional. Yeah. So we then, we will be in London by then. So being in Surrey is just, it's just a short-term thing. That's all it is. I said, then go north or south, which will be voted on by the fans, which you have already said, that's, we will give the fans that vote. Because there's a lot of people saying, well, you know, Arsenal just formed in Woolwich, so originally a South London club. But a, a lot of people, especially like I talk to them, and myself, I think I agree with this, predominantly Arsenal are north. So I can see I can see both sides of the argument. Where should we reform? Should Dallas Square be in South London? Should we be in North London? That there is that argument, and it's that's to be had. And there's nothing better than the democratic vote for that. You know, if the fans, if the if the fans, if we've got you know quite a few members by then, which we hope we will have, um, if they vote for one or the other, that's the way it goes. That's how democracy works. You know, and then I say twenty years, we'd like to have in place plans, for- and then be touching the touching the you know the football league by then.
0: Yeah, so that's really good aspirations and, re- and a really fair voting system as well. Um, yeah. really de- really democratic as you say, and the twenty year plan is 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 realistic. I you see clubs coming in with these these chairmen that take over these clubs. I think Fields told everyone they'd be in the football league in five years or something when Ooh. when they're in the, one of the lowest leagues possible in the, in the Northern League or something like that. And you know you get all these these. these I remember the sky came in at Tootin <laughs> and Mitcham right down in South London. And said so that Tootin would be a football league club within seven years or something like that. So it did He was gone. He was gone the next season. Nowhere to be seen. Screwed the club right up. Left them in the crap. Yeah, on a, yeah. So twenty years. That's that. That's a reasonable time scale to get people together to build up your funds and all sorts. So yeah, I mean, I, I think you can do it, mate.
1: I, honestly, I, I think you have to be realistic. And as I say, you—you know—I I didn't realise. I didn't. I was quite naive. All like you know, I've been an Arsenal my whole life, but and I used to go and watch a few non-league games around my Oldsey Town, up town, that kind of places. I used to, you know, remember watching Kevin Phillips when he was non-league, and then you know when he was at Town and up Town folded. I, I watched non-league football, but never really took an interest in terms of the pyramid. Um, to, if people think they can form a football team off scratch and be in league football within five years, they're talking rubbish. They're absolute garbage, you know. They, you know, we we've, we've. I think twenty years is a realistic kind of a timescale, where it's the club is not. We've got a chairman, uh, Stuart, who he does not interfere. He doesn't want to interfere. He wants proper football people to give them full autonomy. They run the they run the football inside. We will run the other stuff. You know, and that's, and I think it works. I think it works well. You, you know, there's, there's there's countless stories of non-league chairman butting in, if you like. We all know, you know, Ricky, for instance. You only got to look at what was going on there. And we won't have that here. We're, we're, we're realistic. We're not we're not trying to run before we can walk. It's cliche, but we really aren't. You know, we just want to, we'll, we'll get the plan right. And then once you start bouncing up through that league, I think it will just snowball and I think it will be fine.
0: Yeah, I, I do as well. Um, really realistic, really good way of doing things. I'm going to give you the chance now, John, um, to to promote the club any more how you see fit. So I'm, I'm talking about to people that aren't Arsenal fans, right? Yeah. People that are going to be listening to this, that fancy a change. Do you know what? I, I don't think people have to. I'm listening to this, right? And I don't mm. think people have to be Arsenal fans to go. To no, I don't. No. I, no, I I do it could, it sounds to me like a completely separate thing. I know you say you're Arsenal fans at heart. You can't. No one's going to ever change that, or wants to change that. But people might think, hang on a minute. You know, it's it's not actually called Arsenal or Mini Arsenal <laughs> or FC United of Arsenal. It's it's called something different. I know the the roots of Arsenal were called Dial Square, Village Arsenal, whatever. But you know, there might be some people out there that would think to themselves, might give this a try. What do you say to those people, John? Come
1: along. Absolutely come along. It doesn't matter whether, you know, from where we are now, it's not predominantly just I, I totally agree with you as well. As much as, obviously, it's sold as a, a splinter club of arsenals and that as well, we're not anything against anybody. Come, come along. It's a good day out, especially at the moment where we're, you know, when we hope, we're hope we hoping to, that there's an announcement soon with non-league and we're back in February. If, if you're in and around the Surrey area and you want to just take your kids, it's free, a lovely clubhouse there at Abbey Rangers, um, they're really good to us as well. Um, just come along, just come and watch it. It's, it's a it's a good day out. It's 90 minutes of football. Standards are right. It's really good. I mean, in terms of promoting Dial Square, I mean, if I can just give like if there's anybody listening who listens to this who thinks, you know what, I'll get involved in that. I'd, you'd love to maybe possibly invest and look at and look at doing that. If we could just, is it all right to give our handles out to contact us on? Is that all right? Yeah, yeah, do it. Yeah. If, we, if, if anybody wants to try and invest you know, in the long-term games, to say we want 20 years, we're looking at funding for our own pitch and whatnot, contact us on Twitter at FC one on Instagram at Square FC, and Facebook at Square FC. If you just contact us and then send us a message, if you like the idea of where this club's going, just contact us. You, that goes straight through to the Chairman Stewart. He'll contact you back. I mean, we've had a few people interested in possible investment and coming in and, you know, and, you know, keeping everything right. Um, but yeah, we're, we're, we're open to absolutely anything, absolutely to anything. So any ideas people want to find, if people are this is this and they think they don't like the idea of the membership scheme, for instance, and they've got another better way, send us, drop any ideas our way. We're not, as I say, we're not a dictatorship. We're open for any idea that sounds good. You know, absolutely. Just contact us.
0: There you guys, you there you go, guys. You heard John there at Dial Square FC One on Twitter. Um, get get in contact and and get amongst it. Get involved if you can, if you want to. Um, John, I, I've I've loved having you on, mate. i you've been. It's been really interesting. I can tell in your voice the amount of passion you've got for the, for this club. You know. So honestly, thank you so much.
1: I, I, re- I Obviously, since I've joined, I've really taken the club to heart. And as I say, I'll always love my Arsenal. Do you know what I mean? I, I have done since I was a kid. But you know, square's in me now. I'm not going anywhere. And and I've also I've just say to people, come along, you'll like it. And every lad who's, who's done, and all ladies who've come along, men and women who've come along, kids who've come along. We've had a few kids come along as well with their dads. They've loved it. They wanted to come again, and they've you know people have really have bought into it. You know, just just come along. You fancy a day out? Come to Surrey Abbey Rangers Football Club when the football starts again. Follow us on Follow us on Insta and just come along. Yeah, it's all good.
0: There you go, guys. Please give it a try if you're in that area at all, um, guys. We're available on all the platforms: Anchor, Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. Please give us a listen. We're on Twitter at Cathedral Underscore Sport. Please give us a follow. Any retweets. Uh, a good um, any publicity is good publicity, really, for us. And we, we, we've only been going since August, so please give it keep liking our stuff, retweets, and listening. in. it's you know we're over three and a half thousand listens now, so hopefully we can push on to five thousand as soon as possible. Also, I've got a book coming out, Good Citizen, Bad Citizen. Please follow the Twitter page at, at Good Citizen Bad, and that book will be coming out next year. Got Joseph Mafosa, undefeated boxer, coming on in the, in the new year, Middlesbrough lads. Um, he's an undefeated pro flyweight 10-0. Uh, he's coming on for an interview in the new new year and potentially potentially we've got a former Premier League manager coming on. Former Premier League manager from the 90s. Um, just got to get uh, finalise some details and he should be coming on the show very, very shortly. So very excited for that one. Uh, John, again I hope you had a lovely Christmas. Have a fantastic new year. I know there's not a lot to look forward to at the moment. I know it's a bit grim out there but you know, there's, there is light at the end of the tunnel and I really hope that um, Dial Square gets to the place where you want it to go, mate, so to speak.
1: Mate, same to you, mate. Have, uh, have, have a good new year yourself. And when we're there, mate, I'm sure you'll come down and watch us.
0: All the guests I've got, I'm right. I always, um, I always either buy the book or promise that I will we'll go and see. So, now i've got i've got i've got dial square to come and watch i've got croydon i've got a trip to belgium i've got i've got quite a few things yeah so it (laughs) keeps me busy anyway yeah good speaking to you (laughs) cheers john cheers guys